In November of last year, we held a theme story night on adoption. The seed of this idea was planted when I received a DM from Hibel Falahi on Instagram. She was considering to share her story on being adopted. She sent me a link of an old Arabic radio interview she did about her struggles growing up as an adopted child. I thought it was interesting. Uh, I've never really given this matter much thought, so I welcomed her to join an upcoming gathering and encouraged her to share. But she suggested that perhaps we do a story night specific to this theme. Two weeks later, I received another DM from another person, Fatina Zajali, who has also been adopted. She too was considering to share her story and also suggested we do this as a themed story night. So now I'm really curious, right? So I called them up to know more about their stories, about their reasons for wanting to share, and about the state of adoption in Oman in general. They told me that if I wanted to do a story night on adoption, they would happily gather other adoptees to come on our stage to share their stories. Amazing. But I was also wondering, what about adopters? I asked them, and the answer was clear. I had to speak to Ibtisam al-Riyami. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum as al hal? Ibtisam founded a support group called Born in Our Hearts in 2012 for mothers in Oman who have adopted. And we invite adult adoptees to tell us of their stories. We invite uh, professionals and, and experts in certain fields, psychologists, counselors, religious uh, scholars, uh, to talk about adoption in different, in different areas. We have, um, we have connections with people in Oman and outside Oman too, so we, and we meet regularly. And if, uh, yeah, we discuss adoption, we laugh and cry together. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we have you can find her group on Instagram at jannati.um. Jannati, so that's J-A-N-N-A-T-Y dot um. So now we got adopters and adoptees who are willing to come share their stories. And just like that, we got ourselves an event. Um, so, um, I don't know where to start. So it started... Um, so we entered and... It's the worst and the dumbest thing I've ever decided to do. I don't know, I mean... And that was kind of like the hammer on the nail. Welcome to True Story Tent. I'm your host, Abdullah Al-Ma'wadi. The new perspective is very important. Going into this phone call with Ibtisam, I thought she would share her story with us, since she's done it before on different platforms. But she had a different idea. For a father to come and talk about adoption, it would change things around. It's not only the mother. She comes and says, this is what happened. Uh, I... Yeah, and before even talking with you, uh, I spoke to my husband, Assam, mm-hmm. and I've asked him whether he'd like to go. So I spoke with him, Assam al-Kindi. And his story is interesting because while Ibtisam knew from the beginning that she wanted to adopt, Assam wasn't into it. Here he is sharing his story live on our stage. Um, whenever such invitation comes, I leave this uh, to my wife, Ibtisam. She's <laughs> and the reason is she's a better storyteller than me, but also I get really emotional about about the topic. So please bear with me. Okay, so the story starts uh, in 2006. We are two years into our marriage. Uh, we're very happy, and uh, Ibtisam comes to me and says, "What do you think about adoption?" I was like, "What?" 
why do you want to adopt? We are happy, everything is fine. Um, life is good. Um, at this point, as I said, we are two years into our marriage. I have a good job, uh, happy uh, family life. Um, we were the cute couple of the family. The, everybody envied us, so. <laughs> the lovebirds of the family. So I was like, no, I don't think it's a good idea. Um, Let's talk about this later. So I brushed it off. Um, as we moved on, uh, years passed by and the topic became more common. Um, what I didn't know that Ibtissam had adoption in her head way before we got married. Um, and of course I haven't signed up for that, so. <laughs> so um, we had these conversations and discussions all the time. Um, and I always brushed it off. I was like, no, I'm not sure I can do it. And um, I had fears, to be honest. And uh, they were not like financial fears, if I can you know, bring up the kids or not. And uh, it wasn't fears of uh, what would other people think about me or about the whole idea. Uh, my greatest fear was, would I be able to love someone else's child? I just felt that if I, if, I, if I take a kid and then I'm not able to love that child, يعني, how, how would I live with it? It's, it's, it's just felt odd يعني, not to bring someone in there, but then you, you, you're not able to make him belong to, to you. So, as years go by, um, one day I called up to Sam and said, uh, Ibtissam, how about we adopt? And she was like, what? Yeah, yeah, good idea. And I was like, okay, hold on. Uh, <laughs> there are these kittens. <laughs> that are looking for a home. And uh, I'd like to have one. What do you think? And of course, she was very disappointed. <laughs> and you can imagine that uh, that idea never materialized. I never had kittens, so I need the therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, uh, fast forward to 2009. Uh, 2009 was a spiritual year for me. Uh, we were getting ready to go to Hajj. And uh, I remember in Hajj, uh, I prayed to God. I said, God, uh, give me a child in whichever way that pleases you and suits me. Uh, a year later, in 2010, uh, I bought uh, a Mercedes convertible, two-seater car. Of course, I prayed for that as well. <laughs> but um, the point is, I wasn't, the idea of having a kid was not there at all. And, um, but later that year, Ibtissam uh, came to me with a photo on Facebook. And she showed me the photo. It was a photo of a small little girl who's so beautiful. And below the photo, there was a message that says, Hadith uh, Rasul, It's a prophet saying that says, uh, uh, I and the guardian of an orphan are like these in heaven. And I looked at the photo, and that photo changed my life. I 
think made made the change. يعني تعرف you have an image in your head but when when you put the natural picture to it you can relate to that child. So I think that that's what happened you know I was able to relate you know she's a kid like any other kid. يعني she looks adorable and يعني uh, I can relate to the photo I can, I can see يعني a child that could easily be mine. So I said to Sam, yes, let's go ahead with it. At that point, we've, we've prepared all the paperwork and um, we decided to go ahead with the process. A uh, few months later, we received the first call. Uh, there's a girl in a hospital uh, in need of, of a home. <coughs> So um, we decided to go on and see her. And I remember holding the girl in my hands and not, <coughs> sorry, not having any feelings at all at that point of time. <coughs> uh, but I decided to continue with the process. Um, we said, yes, uh, let's go ahead with the process. And uh, it took some time for the ministry to finish the paperwork. And it was a very difficult time for us. But as soon as we got the phone call saying that Mason is yours, um, uh, I remember rushing to my wife's office. It was working day, so I just left work and rushed to my wife's office. And I was in tears and I told her, I cannot be here and my daughter is somewhere else. Sorry, as I said, I get a little bit emotional about the topic. So that was surprising to her. Yes, it was. Was it surprising to you? I think it was. Uh, in a way, as I said, yeah, and I'm a little bit squeamish with kids. But, uh, the prospect has changed because, as I said, now you feel that you that kid belongs to you. You feel that you're responsible for that kid. So all these things, yeah, just changed. Um. So yeah, we we got Mason. Uh, we're a happy family of three now. And everything was okay. And uh, in 2000, and I think it was 2012. It was 2012, and uh, uh, we got a phone call. 
uh, it was uh, from a doctor. Uh, she's here with us today. Uh, Dr. Basmala, thank you very much. <coughs> so Dr. Basmala called us and said, uh, there is this little boy, <coughs> and I think you are the best house to take this boy. Um, of course, at that time, we were not ready for another child. Ibtissam uh, was getting ready to go for a master's degree in UK, and um, it, we never thought about it. It was like, okay, what do we do now? Uh, Mason was about two years of age at that point. So, um, as I said, something has changed in me, and I was like, let me go and see the boy. To me, I, I really wanted another child. After the first experience, I really wanted another child. So, I, I had that drive. Ibtissam uh, was not so convinced, because as I said, the, the situation was not uh, ready. So we were like, um, okay, uh, maybe it's not the right time, but let's just look into this and see how if it would it happen or not. Have you ever imagined that the roles would turn like this? No, never, <laughs> <laughs> never, never. So I went and 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 saw Omar, and. Um, as soon as I saw him, it was like, this is our boy, he's ours. And um, as the process was going on with, with the ministry, I remember there was another call of concern. Ibtissam uh, called me and said, oh, by the way, um, the doctor suspected Omar might be autistic. And um, I said, whatever it is, he's our boy, we have to live with it. Uh, Alhamdulillah, gladly, Omar is not autistic. He, he demonstrated uh, uh, some signs of autism at that age, but he, he wasn't. So yeah, now we are a family of four, very happy family. And um, I guess God uh, answered my prayer on that day. Thank you very much. After that uh, event, I I was uh, sitting with my mom, and I just put the idea in her head. I'm like, if one day I decide to adopt, what do you think about it? And I don't know why I assumed she would resist the idea. Okay. But very adi, and she's like, yeah, if you want to adopt, you can adopt. That's good. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I didn't expect this answer. Subhanallah, yani, this is one of the fears that uh, maybe Ibtissam had at some point. And uh, it's 
was the same. I mean, we, we thought that people would resist the idea and would say, why would you go for this option? But we're actually, and everybody welcomes the idea. So sometimes we, we have these fears which are not trivial. Really. We, we just think that, oh, people won't like it. Okay, that is, once you, you, you talk to them with logic, most people would welcome this idea. Well, where do you think some people's fears stem from? I think it's uh, that stigma that we have, uh, how people look at uh, such children, and uh, it's just the legacy, I think, behind it. Uh, our society values blood so much. They, they, they would like to know what these families are, what the lineage is. Um, and this, is, this could be the root cause of the taboo. Mm. Um, other things would be, um, it's a new thing in terms of people speaking out publicly about it. So because it's something unknown, untouched, uh, people adopt it and it's hush-hush, it's hidden behind doors and that's it. We assume these are from our tummies or, you know, people don't say I'm adopted or that. So it's the unknown, scared, I mean, being scared of the unknown. Next episode... The adoptees. But everything that ever happened to me growing up, when it comes to discrimination, when it comes to feeling left out, when it comes to not feeling like you're a part of the family or not a part of a certain community, it all goes back to the fact, oh, I'm adopted. Oh, I don't have the same blood. Oh, I don't know my biological parents. We'll hear the experiences of Hibel Falahi and Faris Zakwani about what it was like growing up as an adopted child. What can I say, like, you know how kids are basically. You know, you're black, your mom's white, why, and stuff like that. And I never grew up, you know, with colors basically. So if someone would tell me your mom's white, you're black, my reaction would be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and now. Until then, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at True Story Tent and to engage with us. I love hearing from you. And I'd also like to say thank you to our patrons Taib al-Sakri, Thuraya Zarafi, Ghani al-Ma'wali, Shamal al-Adawi, Isa al-Harthi, and Rayan al-Tuqi. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon and becoming part of the fam. This episode was produced by me, Abdullah al-Ma'wali. You may follow me on Instagram at WanderingBrownGuy. Thank you all for listening. And I'll catch you on the next one. Like, thank you.